Welcome to the Change for Joy podcast series. 19 minutes to inspire and ignite your life. Stories change the world, and all of us can change through stories. Each week, an inspirational guest will give voice to what really matters to them. Presentation Master Founder Ninka Van Bezoyen is your host. Stay tuned for today's Spark of Inspiration. Welcome to the Change for Joy podcast series. Today, in this episode, you might hear a familiar voice. He hasn't introduced himself yet, but I'm very pleased that I can have him and interview him. And his name is Dennis Campbell. Dennis, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So, who is this mysterious voice, what we can hear every week? So, who are you? Can you just share with our listeners? Well, I'm a I'm a master of, of uh, or what is it? I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. Um, you know, <laughs> I've I've uh, led an eclectic life for the last twenty plus years, doing things that I want to do, as opposed to things that I have to do. Uh, mm. Sometimes you have to do some things to earn money, but uh, I generally enjoy what life has thrown my way. Um, I get to sit Such in as. front of this microphone a lot of times with news commentary and. Uh, you know, people seem to think that because I'm an American living abroad, that I'm somehow now an America's expert. So for many broadcast networks, I'm their voice of America. And then people in the United States say, well, he lives in Europe, so he must know what's going on about Brexit. And so there's been a bit <laughs> of that. But mostly I've been a consultant and uh, interim manager and all sorts of other things and uh, just uh, a lover of life here on the beautiful Welsh coast where there are lots of great storytellers and great stories to be told. Yeah, it's it's changing the world one story at a time and, and the Welsh storytellers are famous, aren't they? Um, <laughs> so what brings you joy, Dennis? Well, um, I would have to say there, there, there's lots of different things that, that, that bring me joy, but mostly, you know, doing, doing a job really, really well and um, being able to sit back and say, gosh, that was, that was well done, you know, that, that, that got the result that the client wanted and um, I felt good doing it. And at the end of the day, it was fun. And I, I, I guess my real sense of joy comes when I can walk out the front door of my house, see the ocean there in front of me and walk along the clifftops every day. Um, I was uh, morbidly obese a year and a half ago and uh, have managed to lose uh, four stone, which is about uh, 28 kilos and uh, feel healthier, live healthier and uh, enjoy a good five, six-mile hike every single day. It's become part of who I am. Versus That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Well done. So it's not only a story, it's also a habit uh, change, isn't it? It is indeed. It is indeed. Uh, it's very easy to sit at this desk or any desk all day, and at the end of the day, look at your little pedometer or your Fitbit or whatever you have and realize you've only walked 3,000 steps for the entire day. And uh, that that's very depressing. So I, I disciplined myself to do that as well as eat less food and, uh, you know, just adopt mm. a healthier lifestyle. Is, is, has there been a pivotal moment in your life that made this change or other changes? What, you did quite some shifts, if I hear that you've done many areas as long as you can be in connection with others. So are there, are there pivotal moments in your life? Well, you know, we're, we're recording this, uh, you know, a, a bit in advance, but tomorrow 
will mark the the 10th year anniversary of my mother's passing and uh, she per, she she died of lung cancer after having smoked for 50 years and uh, my father preceded her by about 17 years with emphysema which was also linked to smoking basically he suffocated to death and um i just i looked at how unhappy they were at the end of their lives and feeling that they hadn't accomplished anything yet if you ask my sister and i we would say, well, look, you put two kids through college, you put a roof over our heads, you gave us a, a very nice life. So you accomplish something, it just may not be what you wanted to do. And, you know, one of the things I just look at, and I say is, uh, you know, I have the ability and the opportunity to do what I choose, as opposed to what what must happen. And I often talk about the 40-40-40 club, which are people who work 40 hours a week for 40 years for a 40% cut in pay also known as a pension. And they are mostly one job at the most two job people. They are pretty much wedded to it. And, and I just said, that is not something that fit me. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have the opportunity to try and do lots of things. And that's why I became an interim manager when I first landed in the Netherlands 23 years ago, because I didn't speak the language and I didn't understand a lot of what was going on, <clears throat> but I knew there were a lot of multinational countries, companies, excuse me, for whom English was a first language, and I could come in and do projects and work with people, and that mm-hmm. was kind of what I did. Yeah. So, if I look at the younger, younger Dennis, um, yeah. I remember in a previous conversation you had a wonderful grandmother um, who spoke with you about sales. How was that? <laughs> well, uh, you know, my grandmother was 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 a wonderful woman, and she also passed very early from from breast cancer. But uh, you know, being the only grandson, she really spoiled me. I mean, she'd often when she would bake pies, she'd bake one just for me and hide me in the pantry so I could sit there and eat it. Of course, you know, I was absolutely loved. And of course, my mother and her sister would be looking, "Where's Dennis? No, just 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 leave him alone now. He's 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 in room. He's doing something for me, and I'm sitting there eating my apple pie very happily." But um, you know, she 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 saw me, you know, sell magazine subscriptions when I was in elementary school, which is something we always had to do to raise funds. And, you know, as a result of my many sales, I ended up with the top prize, which at the time was a clock radio. And uh, she had this favorite phrase of her. She says, that boy, he could sell sand in the desert. And, uh, you know, that, that, that has always stuck with me because you, you just come in and you, um, you know, you try at least in the initial in the initial parts of it to charm the person on the other side of the table, but then you have to know your stuff. So it becomes a little bit more difficult when you really have to understand the technical aspects of what it is you're selling. So it was good that I liked people and I enjoyed what I did, but uh, yeah, grandma, grandma started me there. <laughs> oh, we all have these people in our lives that makes <clears throat> us, um, moving forward let's say that and i also know you've done a lot in sales and and you wrote a book about it is it show me you care show me you care yep and um it's all about the power of silence in selling Uh, what what i find is that um too many salespeople come through the door and they immediately start to try to close. And, and particularly that we're coming out of COVID right now, there's a lot of desperation out there. There's a lot of people that have 
you know, the realization that in some instances their company may even be on the line. And um, what I always found worked best, particularly when I was with uh, Price Waterhouse, now Price Waterhouse Coopers, uh, was that we had a tendency if there was more than one person on the call, there was no possibility ever for a, a moment of silence. I mean, they would end up cutting each other off as well as the client off and basically were sending the message, what you, what you think doesn't matter. We're, we're going to wow you with our um, charm and grace and the fact that we know so much more than you'll ever know. And it, it took every ounce of strength before we even got out of the car to say, gentlemen, we need to have a little bit of silence every now and then. Let the client think. Because if the client gets an opportunity to, to really ponder what it is you're talking about, they can then come back and say, yeah, you know, that's, that's interesting. We had this issue before with X, and this is what happened. And then they take another pause, and all of a sudden, and you know what? That didn't really work because of the, and that's the real answer is the second answer. But the problem with, with a lot of people in selling is that they don't wait for, even for the first answer. And what I try to tell people and, and, and show them is that <clears throat> take a moment, let the silence be there, let the person think. And breathe, let yeah. them breathe. Don't yeah. smother them with your perception. That's what I always see. They're going to buy what they want, not what you think they need. And I think that's really critical. So if you don't know what it is the client wants, you've got to ask questions that are going to help you get there. Otherwise, you're wasting your time in theirs. You know? If you just come through the door pitching, 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 pushing, 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 you know, you're, you're dead before you even have then. And a lot of sales training is set up that way to still, don't let them get a word in. You know, the painful thing is it's still, still the case. Yes, yeah. yes, it is. And who has been an example for you? Do you have any, um, a well, person or a situation where you think, okay, now that clicks for me. And that's why I act like I'm doing my stuff now. Yeah. I, mean, I think the, the best mentor for me in the world of selling was the man who wrote the book, Bob Miller uh, of Miller Hyman, uh, who wrote the book Strategic Selling. And, and Strategic Selling was really a very disciplined approach to sales so that you, you had to know what you were doing when you went out on that call. You couldn't bluff your way through. You couldn't make things up. You had to go on what you knew. And then it was okay if you didn't know anything because... That's the whole purpose of questions is to find out what you don't know and to let the client tell you what it is they want versus a solution you may have already crafted that you think they need. And so that's um, bring the that's authenticity really nice. in hmm? bringing the authenticity in. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's authenticity, but it's also respect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having respect for the person on the, either the other end of the phone or in the room with you, um, you know, just because you want to accomplish something that may not come anywhere close to what it is they need or, or, or want or, or where they think they, they need to go. So it, it was really, um, you know, one of those critical moments of being able to just stop. And we don't do that enough. We don't stop. We don't let ourselves and listening to the customer, where did you learn your biggest example of how to listen to the customer? Well, I think that that goes back to to um, my very first boss, 
a guy by the name of Bill Gear. You know, and I, we're talking, you know, 1970s. I'm about 14, 15 years old, working as a um, as a a grocery bagger. Okay, we had these big carts and we had these paper bags. You know, and Bill Gear took the time to show you how to pack the perfect paper sack so that you knew heavy on the bottom, build a square bag so it doesn't tip and fall over in the trunk or the boot of the car. And, and all these things were, and, and he was a, he was just a master at repetition and expecting that that was there. But when a customer came in to talk to Bill Gear, he focused on them like a laser and he listened and you could see him do that. And he wasn't, you know, flustered in any way. He wasn't jumping up and down. He wasn't defensive. He wasn't whatever. He wanted to make certain he heard the issue. And seeing that, he would say, okay, so you're telling me that this particular fruit was not the way you want it to be. If I replace that for you, will that be satisfactory? Which was an interesting way to approach that because now he had a situation where he put it back on the customers, you know, and they said, he said, they said, well, um, yeah, yeah, that, 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 that's okay. And you know what I'm also going to do? <laughs> I'm going to give you a $5 coupon off for your next shop because we made it inconvenient for you. Would that be satisfactory? And the answers were, uh, well, yeah, okay. You know, but he was always looking ahead to how do I, make this relationship work long term. It's all about relationship, isn't it? And this, mm. is, this is the same what um, uh, Stuart Leonard did. Well, Stu Leonard is, 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 is a model. He's, um, he's really a funny guy in that he, he is in the Guinness Book of World Records for having a grocery store that sold more goods per square foot than any other store on the face of the planet. And he did it with about 30,000 less items than the typical grocery store has. He only has about 3,000 items in the shop. And he just designs and listens and looks to how can I improve? So when I, when I visit Stu's shop, and I worked with Stu many, many, many years ago, when he only had one, he's now got about 10 of them. And you know, the, the, the biggest thing about Stu is that, first of all, when you go into his grocery store, there's a, there's a tablet out on the front that says, Rule number one, the customer is always right. Rule number two, if the customer's ever wrong, reread rule number one. <laughs> okay. And that huge stone tablet sits in front of every one of his stores. And it's and it's 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 not just a, a nice slogan. They practice it, they preach it. I mean, you go into that shop and you can't walk more than two or three meters before you run into a suggestion box. And next to that suggestion box is a huge pad of paper, a number of pens, and, you know, any suggestion, anytime, tell us how we can improve. Tell us how we can improve. And you see people sitting there writing notes down, and they put them in the box. Well, every night, somebody comes around and collects those boxes, compiles it all into a spreadsheet, every comment. And the next morning, before the, the store opens, the department heads all sit down and go through every one of those suggestions to see how they can respond to it in a, in, in a, in a, in a positive way. And, you know, one, one example I use even in the book is I talk about the muffin tops. And, you know, you think about that. What do you mean by a muffin top? Well, a woman wrote on the suggestion card, I love your muffins. They're just so big. 
I don't like having to throw food away, but I love the tops, the way the, the nice little granulated sugars on them. And they're so good. So I usually eat the top and throw away the bottom. Well, somebody in the bakery department went, well, what if we just sold the tops? <laughs> That's a great idea. And guess what? You know, they, they sell them in packages of six, 10 and 12. And, and now it's their biggest selling bakery item. All because a customer made a comment, they listened to it, they reacted to it, and went. It's oh, real what? listening and acting. I think that's that's the key of of it all. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, just considering time, because we have altogether nineteen minutes, then as you know all about it, uh, I would just want to see what dream do you have for the world, and why is that? Well. Um, yeah, I, I, it's been a it's been a depressing couple of years. There's no question about it. And and you know, I'm 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 worried about climate, but I'm more worried about the way we treat each other. I'm worried about the tribalism that is out there. That um, you know, polarization, left versus right polarization. The you know, and the and, and the the rank stupidity of 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 of, of some of it is just based on well. If Ninka likes it, I have to hate it. And here's why it's bad because of mm-hmm. Ninka liking it. And it's like, but, but wait a minute. I mean, yeah, I grew up in, 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 in Massachusetts in, in the United States and we had a Republican Senator and we also had a Democratic Senator and, you know, Teddy Kennedy was the liberal lion. That's a name that many people know, but Edward Brooke was a very moderate you know, clear thinking Republican. Now they fought like cats and dogs every time they had a policy issue to get over. But at the end of the day, they remained friends and liked each other. So just for last, last thing, can you share your pearl of wisdom in 30 seconds? 30 seconds. Well, my, my only pearl of wisdom is that, you know, life is, is, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is the only one we get. And I think that, uh, you know, all of us that are holding back at any level, I think are cheating ourselves and everybody else around us. And, you know, this is a journey, this is a ride. So why not enjoy it? Why not have some fun along the way and do the things that, that, that make your heart sing as opposed to, you know, your wallet necessarily thicker. And I think Perfect. once we all do that, we're going Perfect. To I think that's the golden nugget. Just enjoy the ride. Dennis, yeah. thank you so much for oh, just being our guest. And we love to hear a lot from you. Oh, Very you're going to get often. to hear from me again in about 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. Change for Joy is a collaboration between BookingWorldSpeakers.com, the platform for speakers that contribute to the future, and Presentation Master, the speakers' coaches who stand for authentic, clear, Effective sharing of your voice. If you share our mission to change for joy through authentic and impactful stories, feel free to share this podcast. We unite humanity through sharing wisdom. We change with joy the world one story at a time. Do you want your 19 minutes of impact here as well? Contact us at www.change4joy.com slash podcast.